Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. It's Myth Monday. We have a good one for you today. I would actually say great because our topic has to do with fishing. And if anybody knows Ben and Brian, we love the outdoors, but our favorite thing in the outdoors is probably going to be fishing. Fishing gets us excited, right, Ben? The most excited. <laughs> I'm getting giddy. You're just, smiling over there right now. I want to go. Matter of fact, Brian got me a lure this morning. So that uh, just made a little my surprise present. Yep, it was a great one. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, if it works. If it works, yes. If not, we could still talk about it. We just say don't get it. Right. Um, So the topic today, Ben, it's Myth Monday. Trot versus trout line. Mm. What are they? Is there a difference? Are they the same thing? Have you used them both before? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is another one that we hear in the past. Uh, Usually family, friends, people around us, they they use this word all the time. Trot versus trout. You know, I hear trout line more than trot line. Trout line is what yep. people call it. And growing up, I realized um, that I was saying it wrong. It's not a trout line. It is a trot line. I also said it wrong for a very long time. I said trout. T-R-O-U-T line. Trout mm-hmm. line. Now, be honest. I, I don't think we ever stopped and thought what we're actually saying. Well, it did confuse me, though. Yeah. Because you don't fish for trout with one. No, no, they, <laughs> there is no trout fishing on a trout or trot line. No. Right. You, you, you usually are fishing for catfish. Correct. And so when I finally saw it written in a magazine was my, I actually think it may have been a Bassmaster magazine or Outdoor Life or something, um, back before you read everything online, my dad would get all these Outdoor Life magazines and uh, I actually read an article about trot line and that's that's when I had my awakening of, oh my gosh. Did I, was I just hearing it wrong? That's kind of went through that process. Was I hearing people say it wrong, right. or right. are they actually saying it? And then as I came to understand, most people are saying it wrong. They're saying trout line, which saying is a trout. misnomer. It is just a misunderstanding of what is actually called. It is a trot. Yeah, my first time seeing that was actually buying a pre-made trot line. There's a bait company that creates one, sells it. Matter, you can pick them up at Walmart, but they are stated as t-r-o-t and as i read that i it was kind of like what yeah. you know which you got accents that that come into play when we use words so trot trout you know yeah. but it is today you'll hear people say trout line and we're here to to clarify that that it is not a trout line it is a trot line yeah so this is a, a fishing tactic for targeting catfish both of you and i it's been a while since i've done a trot line but mm. both you and i have done this um over the years over our life um why don't you Tell everybody what the heck is it. Somebody's listening to this going, what is a trot line? What are yeah. they talking about? So here in a minute, we'll talk about the the rules and regulations. But for where we're from, it, it has to be at no more than 33 hooks, and they have to be two feet apart. So you can create your own. You can create your own rope. You know, you want something that's smaller in di- diameter that is going to uh, sink when you place weights on it. So right. you're going to tie it off to a bank of some sort some somewhere on the bank. And then you're going to place weights throughout so that it, it is submerged and, and goes all the way to the bottom. Right. But your hooks must be at least two feet apart, and you cannot have more than 33 hooks where we're at currently. You can't have more than that on that line. So mm-hmm. you could have multiple setups, but you cannot have more than 33 hooks, and they have to be at least two feet apart. Yeah. So to give 
kind of a picture of what this would look like. So say you hung a clothesline up and then you took two or three foot length pieces of more line and hung them perpendicular down, almost like you were making fringe or something, but they had to be spaced two feet apart. So you mm -hmm. have your main line and then hanging down, you have other pieces of line, whatever length you've decided to go with, two feet apart and a hook at the bottom of each of those. And then of course you're gonna bait that, stretch your big main line out across something you sometimes you can sink one in and tie one off to the bank or run it completely across and tie it to two things on either side of the bank depending on how wide it is where you're at mm -hmm. if you're doing that you can't impede the waterway it has to be down where boats and things can still cross yes yes and when i created my own for the first time because i i was doing this as a you know 14 15 and then yep. into 16 when i could drive and, and head to bigger water but um, i'd create my own and I wasn't understanding why my baits were, were getting closer together. So when you'd pull them up, I'd have movement in my, in my hook placement. And that's actually because I wasn't nodding front and back on my main line. So oh. th that's when I realized I wanted to buy already pre-made because they already have plastic stamps or, or uh, crimps, you know, in the line to where when you place your hook, there's no sliding. Um, back in those days, I didn't realize you had to be two feet, you know, separate anyway. So yeah. I could have been breaking the law in that moment. Um, so, but once I, I was already uh, buying the pre-made, made everything easier, um, it worked better. And so that's that's actually the first time that I realized, again, trout versus trout is when I started buying the pre-made setup. Well, two things. I hope either no game wardens are listening to this or the statute of limitations has ran out since you... <laughs> I have no fish in the freezer, so it don't matter. <laughs> All those fish are gone. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll tell everybody here in a minute how to make sure that you're doing it uh, legally the right way, but... They're, they're really cool because you can target so many fish at once. So if you're wanting to have a big fish fry or feed, if you want to get uh, feed some people that are in need, that's it's a fun way to go do that. You're mm -hmm. not just one, one pole, one line at a time. Um, you know, sometimes you pull them up and there's nothing. That happens. But sometimes you pull them up and there's six, eight, ten fish on these at once. And some of them, I mean... Personally, my biggest on a trot line was about 35 pounds, but I know people that have got much larger than that, like twice that size. Mm -hmm. What do you think your biggest was on a trot line? My biggest was a spoonbill. <laughs> oh, by accident. By accident, yeah. yeah. And I haven't caught, uh, most of the time, the, the catfish I'm catching are channel cat. So mm -hmm. they're not that big, but when you catch three or four of them, it makes, it's a perfect you yeah. know, meal for family. So that's what that's mainly what I caught. But there was a time um, that a spoonbill was on, and I'd actually had a catfish that was on the hook before and they had intertwined and wrapped up. And so when I lifted, it was just like dead weight, just a lot of dead, a weight. lot of dead weight. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just a huge, huge catfish. Get it up. And I'm, I'm starting to see these different colors, different shapes. And I'm like, I, I it scared me because again, I'm doing this of a, after dark, um, yeah. going to check it early in the morning or, or late at night, but pulling that up and seeing this wicked looking fish, uh, realizing that it's a spoonbill but it was uh didn't have a lot of energy left in it yeah. um didn't know the rules at the time of if i could keep or not so i ended up unhooking and letting go but you know spoonbill don't eat that type of bait they're filter feeders they're filter feeders so i it had to be an accident just mouth open coming through hitting it just right but right. um that was a large it was it was huge i didn't measure it didn't check it don't even have pictures but let it go yeah. um so that hopefully it, it survived and Something I, I want to hit on that you said there, you you didn't know the law, the regulations on that fish, and 
that's a message to you wherever you're at in the world. If you are out enjoying the outdoors, if you're hunting or fishing and something happens and you kind of get that feeling like, man, I don't, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. You're better off to just lean in the side of the side of air, the side Caution, of safety. Yeah. So if you don't know if you're supposed to keep it, then don't. Yep. If you don't know if it's a, if it's a legal, say you're deer hunting and a buck comes out and you're like, man, I, it might be legal. It might not lean on the side of it's probably not. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, when I was younger, I did a lot of spear fishing in Arkansas, and, and you can spear fish all the game fish except for for bass, walleye, because of how good they are to eat was one of our targets. But they still have to be 18 inches to be a legal fish. Well, they don't let you hold the ruler up to them when you're <laughs> underwater with them, right? Right. It's hard to even get close to them. So yeah. if they came by and you were like, eh, he's probably about 18 inches, me personally, I'm like, I'm letting him go. Well, you're a real man. You follow it to the T for sure. I want to know he's going to be a legal fish when I get him up. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to have to measure him. So that's just a message I would share with most people is lean on the side of caution, the side of yeah. air there. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't cause damage uh, to that system that you're privileged to use. So yeah. you mentioned baits that a spoonbill doesn't eat those kind of baits. What are you talking about? What kind of baits are you putting on a trot line? So there are you ask any any set liner that's going to go out everybody's and put these up everybody's got their and some guys uh go to the actual butcher they get their own blood and make their own concoctions right and mm-hmm. and, and they probably do great they they have a lot of success on that um when i was running these i didn't have a lot of time i was actually going and doing it after work um usually camping down there getting up the next morning and, and checking them but for me what i found easiest but yet worked for me was i would go to my local grocery store i would buy the gizzards in a in a bucket chicken chicken gizzards yeah. in a bucket um and that's what i would h- hang on my hooks because i found that when i was using just livers in a bucket fresh livers chicken livers that when i would go check them the next morning every hook was gone and i in my head i'm like my my livers are getting too gooey they're sliding off they're dissolving whatever mm-hmm. um or something's eating it pulling it off um, the gizzards had more um, the gristle or the cartilage, whatever it is in that uh, that would keep on that hook, and I found that I was catching more catfish as I made that switch. So, so fresh gizzards. Yeah, and were, so, which we, I guess you would call that live bait. It's not really a live, but it's from a live animal. So okay, yeah, we're not using. Most people are not using plastic, soft plastics or anything on biotic on, bait, not yeah. abiotic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're using biotic baits. Um, you're not using plastics, soft plastics or anything like that. This is going to be, um, shiners, minnows, chicken livers, those kinds of things. Some people do night crawlers, whatever. My personal favorite, I love what's already there because they're eating it obviously, right? That's mm-hmm. their main thing. So I always love to go get, um, some bait fish, uh, either catch some shad, cast a shad net, or I've really had great luck with getting small bluegill or sunfish mm-hmm. um, and using those i love that you can you can catch them and put them on there and they're going to kick and they're going to swim so you you have live bait you have some right. action going in mm-hmm. um, and it kind of shows that they're in distress so easy meal for whatever's coming by and uh, i've had i had pretty good luck with that and maybe that's why you caught some big catfish yeah you know bigger catfish than i ever did again i was i was up in a river system so um I knew that the deeper areas in that river is where most of the time on my my setup on my line is where I was catching. Yeah. I, I didn't really have them up shallow. Well, these are on this flatheads. So well, mixed species, yeah. but those bigger ones I was getting were flatheads. Right, right. But no, a lot of fun. I I miss doing it, but it's it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work um, when you do it correctly. Checking it, you're supposed to check it every 24 hours. Yeah, say so let's get into the the, yeah. the laws. We're we're in Missouri here in the U.S., so our rules here, like you were saying, 
every 24 hours you have to check it. So you're camping, you're getting up the next day. Um, if you can't check it within 24 hours, what do you what do you got to do? Well, you got to get it. You got to get it out of there. I mean, pull it out. Of there. Pull it out. So mm-hmm. before 24 four hours is up, pull it. Go home. Whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be out of there. So what else do you have to do on it to be make sure you're legal? What I know on the on the laws here on our side is again the 33 hooks. Um, so you have to be careful of what that means. Are you going to continue to fish? Do you have multiple lines? Um, what's that look like? So yeah. the rule states 33 hooks. So if you're planning on having a rod and reel in your hand, you might only want to have 32 if yeah. you're going to be running there. Uh, jug lines, all of that. So um, if you're going to get into throwing jug lines, running set lines or trot lines, as, mm-hmm. as you're doing all those things. Um, I wouldn't do more than 33. Uh, definitely talk to your local game warden to get clarity on some of that, especially in the state that you're on. Um, but again, 24 hours, uh, you're supposed to have your uh, name number. Uh, it could be your on both conservation ends. number on both ends. Uh, again, both ends meaning what? Most of the time, my deepest end was underwater, or that's why it's the and deepest end. you don't end. have to have it on the And underwater. you wouldn't have to, but as it's out on, on your... Um, on the line, on the limb, a rock, whatever you're tied to, a bamboo piece you shoved in the ground, whatever that is, um, it needs to have your information on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and the 33, just to be clear, is combined. So if you're going up a river and you want to set three lines out, well, you better split that up 11, 11, 11. Yeah, yeah. You don't Correct. want. You can put them all on one line if you want to. Uh, it, it also means combined waterways. So mm-hmm. say. You're in a river and you want to jump over to the next county and run the next river. Well, that's something you got to combine. That's going to be 33. It's not 33 in this river and 33 in that one. It's If you are in that same state, the only thing that differs in Missouri where we are is that if you go to the Mississippi River, you can have 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure why that is. Maybe just because it's so big and there's so many catfish in there because there are a lot of catfish in that river and they're big big ones so big ones. they kind of up it once you once you yeah. go over to that waterway the real message is though wherever they're at folks need to be doing their research understanding the rules and regulations um, if you don't know then then get an answer or don't don't yeah. go down that route because we are a little unclear on if you have 33 hooks out on a trot line and you want to get in your bass boat and go catch a bass can you do that can you put a jig on and have a single right. hook does that or, technically make your 34th hook yeah yeah there's it's it's not as clear as I'd like for it to be, but I would love to talk to, you know, someone that's that's going to be holding those rules. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you hear this and you know the answer to that, yeah, shoot, us a, shoot us a message on Facebook or something and let us know because I would love to know. We've tried to find out and, and uh, don't yeah. really have a contact to, to help us with that. Definitely. But remember, we are talking about trout lines, not trout lines. Not trout lines. Yes. <laughs> don't do this for trout. And again, you're going to hear people say this. We're not we're not educating everyone to to educate others to say you're saying it wrong. It's really for you and your message. So as you're talking about trot lines, share that message that it's a trot line. This is a trot line that we're setting today. Yeah, share share it the correct way. More than anything, I would love for y'all to go out and try this if you haven't, and if you have tried it, share it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this tactic dates back many 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 years. Um, some people have never heard of it. Some people have just heard people talk about it, but it is a lot of fun when that excitement of, of going to check it the next day, you're either going to be really excited or really let down. And let me right. tell you, when you pull it up and there's nothing there and all your hooks are bare and there's no bait left, this is not a good feeling. <laughs> not a good feeling. But the awesome, the opposite is just as awesome as you're pulling up and you might see a bear hook, 
a bear hook, and then you're starting to feel some movement. Yeah. And you don't know if it's coming up first or last, but you feel at least you have some hope, you know, and to not know what it is, but then to see it, how big it is, what it is, it's, it is a great feeling. The not target species is kind of a letdown too, though. You feel something big tugging on there and you get excited and you pull it up and it's a big old gar or something. Yeah. That's yeah, not that's, a very good feeling that's, either. That happens as well. So, but get out and do it. Try it. It's even in days that you have to provide for your family of, of a method of fish and, and going fishing. This is a awesome method because it works while yeah. you're away. Yeah. Well, if we've confused you, go online and look up T-R-O-T line. It is a trot line. It's a method of fishing. If you've called it a trout line in the past, let's start calling it a trout line now so you can sound correct and smart with the folks that you're around and you're not confusing little kids like Ben and I were confused when we were younger. But most of all, we hope that you guys go out and do this, try it, share it with others, and thank you for listening to this episode of Myth Mondays with Meant to Be Outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.